La 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 la, and I hope you're happy now. Do 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 do. Hello and welcome to uh, episode one of my new podcast, Happy Now. Uh, thanks to Elvis Costello there for playing us in. That was it. nice thing to come to uh, my hotel in Leeds to just play that live for us. Um, I'm not ex- insist on getting any royalties or any payment. Thanks, Elvis. Not that one. Uh, and um, there, yeah, I, I can't remember how to get music into GarageBand to put that underneath. Otherwise, I would have just nicked it. It's also on my other computer, all my music. So it makes it difficult to do that. So that is the kind of half hour stuff we're going to be experiencing during this long journey uh, into podcasting. Now, um, this podcast will follow uh, my progress through my 50 or so date tour of the show, the same now name, Happy Now. We'll maybe discuss a little bit the nature of happiness. You're ha- welcome to email me if you've got any comments on happiness or on the podcast, herring967 at googlemail.com. But I think, I don't want to give too much away in this podcast. You can listen to this if you are, haven't yet seen the show. I'm not going to give really much away about what's in the show. Uh, there may be occasional clips where something unusual has happened where you may hear a joke or two. But basically, uh, this is just an accompanying thing and hopefully to encourage you to come along and see the show if you haven't already, and then also to give you additional information if you have seen the show. Uh, if you want to see the show, come go to richterring.com slash happy underscore now slash tour. You can see all the gigs that are to come. And most of them are selling really, really well. So um, do get in there early. A few of sold Norwich and Reading and Aldershot are all sold out. I think Bristol's looking pretty close to selling out. Uh, and quite a few of the others are, are quite close. Some of them are miles off, Croydon and Stafford, don't worry, and York and St Albans are in massive theatres, so you can invite every single person you know to those, and I'm sure we'll still be okay. Um, this show was put together in quite an unusual way for me, uh, in that I usually do the Edinburgh Fringe, which I didn't do this year, and uh, I usually do gigs all through June and July leading up to that, so maybe 40 or 50 previews where I'll knock the stuff together, change it every night, and then by the time we get to Edinburgh, have a fairly solid hour, maybe a little bit more, that I'll still play with and expand over those 20-odd performances in Edinburgh, drop stuff, and then when I tour, it kind of gets expanded to 90 minutes. In this case, I did all 12 of my one-man shows at the Leicester Square Theatre in August and September last year, uh, culminating with Happy Now, Happy Now, um, which was I'd only probably done about eight or nine previews of some of the material, so it was a it was quite a seat the pants affair where I did an hour of that material, um, which went very well actually. You'll be able to hear that that show eventually. It will be as a free audio on the an extra audio rather on the um, DVD of the show when that finally comes out. We're recording by the way this DVD of the show on the twelfth of April at St David's Hall in Cardiff because the Bloomsbury where we'd originally planned to do it in London has closed down due to being full of asbestos uh, and is not going to open for a couple of years, which is very sad news for a lot of reasons, but partly because I love doing that on DVDs there. But it'd be very exciting to do it at St David's Hall, uh, except we will be in the proper hall. It's a massive hall, uh, and I know there's lots of people who do like me in Cardiff. If you all came at once, we could make that room look respectable, um, but uh, we'll do our best. So if you live in Cardiff or nearby or even Swansea, if you can get a cart out of that stink hole, uh, come to Cardiff on the 12th of April. Uh, let's see how many people we can get in there. It's also a celebration, I guess, of GoFasterStripe.com, who make all my DVDs and who are a Cardiff-based uh, outfit. So thanks to everyone at St David's Hall and for letting us come and film at a reduced rate. Not a free rate, mind you, but a reduced rate at St David's Hall, which is a beautiful venue and they're really lovely there. So I'm really looking forward to doing it there instead. Um, 12th of April, if you want to come see that, richtowning.com slash happy underscore now slash tour. 
if you want to see if I'm coming near to you. Uh, and I should warn you that a lot of the gigs are selling pretty well this year for some reason. Um, so places like Norwich and Aldershot and Bristol, I think, are pretty close to selling out. Um, quite a lot of them are, are, are selling out, selling very well. Reading's been sold out for a long time, but it's a tiny little venue. So book ahead if you want to come and see this show. And um, yeah, so it's it's odd, I suppose, that I am I'm sort of working on it as I go. I would say I'm very very happy with the first half out half, which is about fifty five minutes, uh, which is longer than I would usually want to do for a first half. Now it's growing all the time. Some of that might may bump into the second half uh, quite soon, and we may make the first half a bit shorter. Uh, and the second half is developing in the in the in the way that shows do. Um, and uh, people seem to be liking it. It's got a couple of nice reviews, but I'm getting a lot of good feedback from the audience who it resonates with. Uh, it's a little bit about me being a father, uh, quite a lot about that, but uh, it's about whether uh, being married and having a child makes you happy or unhappy, whether that's good for a comedian or bad for a comedian. Um, but really, I think a lot of it's just about the crazy stuff that goes in, on in our heads and the worries we have and how it's difficult to be happy because the minute you're happy, you worry about losing that happiness, I suppose. Um, so yeah, so I've built this up over a few months quite gradually. Uh, I, it, I think it's more conversational, and somehow the style of it is more relaxed. I think I'm I'm doing this show a lot better than I've done a lot of my other shows, um, and uh, not that I did those badly, I don't think, but I just think it's I, I, I seem to have eased into this one quite easily. It, it surprises me how quickly it's come together, but maybe I'm getting quite good at being a stand-up comedian. Possibly that's it. Um, but it's quite it's, there's quite a lot of stories. It's not really a joke. It's stories and um, and thoughts and some of it's a little bit serious, but mostly it's pretty funny, I think. So um, I hope you'll come along and see it. Uh, and yeah, this podcast, as I say, will just be an accompanying thing. And God knows how often I'll manage to do it. And God knows what will be in it. Uh, a few funny things have happened so far on the tour. I did do about 10 dates before Christmas for hour-long shows, versions of this show, which were very helpful to in terms of getting the stuff together. Uh, but this year I've been to Sutton Coldfield with a beautiful little venue at the station, the Comedy Junction gig uh, in just by Sutton Coldfield in Sutton Coldfield, uh, which is always lovely, always a comedy literate audience run by real proper comedy fans. Uh, and it's a small gig, but they're always uh, very responsive, uh, but don't laugh at everything. So, you know, you get a good idea of what's good. And then I did the Leicester Comedy Festival, as well, where I did a shorter version of the show, which also went well. The, the, I guess the tough thing about doing those shows, I was doing them on my own. I've usually got a tour manager, uh, and you sort of forget every time you stop going on tour that when you're on tour, it's the loneliness. It's obviously that now doubly weird because uh, I've had to get used to leaving my wife behind, but now I have to leave my wife and my daughter behind, and that's uh, tough for them and tough for me because I miss them. And um, so there's that element of it. I was only away for... You know, one night, but a uh, couple of days, so uh, that was slightly tough. Uh, and you sort of forget the the journey time. I quite enjoyed driving to gigs and getting out on the road and listening to the radio and listening to music and thinking about what I'm going to be doing in the show. But uh, often the driving home, I drove home from Leicester. I was really tired, which I will be all the way through this tour, partly because of the baby, partly because I'm now old and don't sleep properly and wake up at five o'clock regardless of the baby. Uh, and... Um, and, you know, lots of the roads are closed again. So this is the curse of the comedian. I'm guessing anyone who works late at night, um, you're driving long long distances and you're tired and then they close the motorway and you have to go down diversions 
and uh, so that journey back from Leicester, where I was exhausted already, was uh, hadn't slept the night before really in the, in the hotel in Sutton Coldfield, and uh, in the old days I hadn't slept because you know I've been out drinking all night and kissing girls. Now it's just I'm um, sitting in the hotel room and getting too cold. I'm an old man. Leave me alone. Um, so that was my abiding memory of those two gigs. As lovely as the gigs were, just the difficulty of getting home and wondering if I'd get home. And, um, you know, I've always been, it's always a fear kind of, that uh, there's a lot of driving and there's a lot of driving tired for, as we for, you know, all entertainers really, just kind of trying to get home, trying to get to airports or to hotels. And uh, we've seen recently on the news uh, the awful consequences that can lead to. Um, so, you know, I've got something to get home to and, and I don't want to not get home to that. <laughs> I think even if I didn't, I'd still quite like to get home. Um, and I did get home, but uh, it was slightly tough. And then uh, in uh, the second week of February, 11th to the 13th of February, I was at the Leicester Square Theatre. And I think what's exciting so far about this tour is that um, it's selling really well. I mean, that's that's very encouraging. I need to, the tours to do well for me to do all the rest of the stuff I do all year, which I largely do for free or for ostensibly for free and then hopefully get other work coming out of that. But uh, if the tour goes well, then that that frees me up to spend my time doing podcasts like this one, but other ones that aren't really promoting stuff, which this one really is. Um, and uh, so it was great to do the Les Square Theatre. It was just three days and I've done times where I've done five week runs there and you know had hardly anyone coming to see me for the first three or four weeks. Uh, so I, I, that's maybe what I'm looking back at, but, but all three of those gigs were pretty nearly full. The last one was full, uh, and the second one was practically full. So, um, that was very heartening and very good audiences who really kind of got behind it and got it. And, uh, I suppose the first kind of amusing thing to happen in, uh, the tour so far was towards the end of the first half, I was suddenly Started to get heckled. I was talking about having uh, robot sex, which some of you will be aware of from my podcast. I think the bit in the show uh, elaborates on what I've talked about before. but um, And it's a nice routine. But suddenly, uh, some guys in the audience start shouting at me. And hopefully this clip will explain why that happened. Divorce me. In fact, no one has ever got divorced. Over that. I've looked into this in the record. No one has ever got divorced by having sex, for having sex with a toaster or any kind of oven equipment, which proves to me that nobody minds it. That to me, you don't get divorced over that. That is what that QED. That is proof. Yeah, Rick, do you fly up? Do my fly up? Yeah, no, that's all part of the. Uh... <laughs> these are these are the trousers that got married in. They've always been married. They've done they've done well this week. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Interesting you were looking, guy. Uh, <laughs> that's all I can get these days. That's the sad. I just, want, I just want women to be interested in me. I'm not going to do anything. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, my fly had come down and reeled a proportion in my red underpants, as I discovered from people who tweeted in the interval. They'd seen my full-on pants. It was very exciting. Uh, and I did refer to it again just before the end of the show. Here, and at the end of the half. Here it is. So, um, no, I've had a nice time and you enjoyed the little flash. <laughs> uh, that was all for you. It's always been... This is the poshest suit I've ever had and that, is all, that always happens with this suit. And yet I still wear it, don't I? <laughs> Yes, it had been an embarrassing wardrobe malfunction, but it uh, brought us together. And, of course, I made a bit more mileage out of it during 
this show and in fact the next one, but here's what, how I started the second half of the Leicester Square Theatre. Third performance. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back a man who is going commando in the second half to add some real jeopardy. It's Richard Herring! Thank you very much. Uh, you're, you have to keep an eye on my... That's just... just you look at that. <laughs> I liked it. I enjoyed it. It's made the whole evening worthwhile. Uh, so... Uh, so that was London, um, and yeah, I sold, sold about 1,200 tickets, I think, for those three nights, so that's uh, maybe not quite that many, but between 1,100 and 1,200, so that's a big, good start to the tour, if I can keep that up, uh, and uh, all of February's looking quite good, uh, I was in Sheffield last night, which we'll do, I did do a little bit of uh, a clip from that, the pant theme continued. Uh, and then uh, less, I mean, Leeds tonight, and uh, as I record this, that's sold out, and Salford tomorrow sold out, and Liverpool on Saturday, which uh, is nearly sold out. So those are, yeah, I'm a slightly worried we put like four of my big selling gigs, well, includes five, six, seven if you include London, right at the start, and that the there might be some anticlimax to come. Uh, Croydon and Stafford at the moment looking... Uh, very poor. If you live in those areas, please tell your friends about the show. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's we're it's it's quite exciting because uh, you know if you've been following me for a few years, you know that um, you know that uh, I've had ups and downs, and it's been uh, difficult to get an audience sometimes. But it's been sort of gradually building, but not massively rapidly. But thanks to these podcasts and the other, not so much these podcasts, as less worth it podcasts and as it occurs to me, which should be back this year, by the way, uh, things are picking up. I'll let you know what's coming up uh, in the future. Uh, on the 3rd of March, I'm at the Warwick Arts Centre. That's a nice big venue. It's selling okay, but there's quite a lot of tickets left. 4th of March in Oxford Glee Club, which I think might be close to selling out. 5th of March in Northampton. And then 10th of March in Croydon. 11th in Exeter, which is always does quite well, and 12th in Colchester, which is another of my favourite ones, which always does well. 15th in Birmingham, the Birmingham Glee, another nice one. 16th in Edinburgh, 17th in Glasgow, 18th in York, massive venue. 19th in Norwich, which is sold out, I think. Do check with the venues if uh, if you want to go to these. Or 23rd Chorley, 24th Lincoln, 25th Wolverhampton, 26th Reading, which is sold out and 30th Canterbury and 31st Older Shop, which is sold out, then there's more in April and May, possibly even June. We may try and put in a date to make up for that lost uh, London date. Uh, I will let you know about that as soon as possible. Um, and yes, yeah, so it's, it, it's nice to get back on the road properly. So the trip up to Sheffield yesterday, um, Giles, the cannibal, my tour manager, was finally back with me. He didn't do Sutton Coldfield and Nest with me because those gigs were too small to be able to afford to take anyone with me. Um, but uh, he turned up in... I'd kind of rung him, texted him the night before and said, are you sure you've got a big enough uh, uh, car booked for this because we've got a projector and a screen and lots of programmes because of all these shows <laughs> and all these audience members are coming and they're all big shows and uh, merchandise. And so he turned up, he did manage to get a bigger... He turned up in a massive people carrier. I mean, it's almost a minibus. So we, we had fun with that, with him driving over curbstones 
and uh, not and, and he'd been driving an automatic a lot recently. I always drive an automatic, and uh, he kept on forgetting that he had to put the car in gear, which was fun. But we survived driving through the rain. There was very bad traffic on the way up. He he was very nonchalant. He said, "Oh, let's leave at two. I said, "I think we should leave at one. You know, it's a four-hour journey at best, and that you know if he." We're going to stop for a cup of coffee, uh, and we got to Sheffield uh, at about ten to six, which is a bit late, uh, and with a lot to set up. So uh, I was quite frazzled. I fell asleep in the car. Not been sleeping well. I didn't. I, it wasn't my daughter's fault. I um, woke up at five o'clock in the morning. My daughter didn't wake up till about eight o'clock. So that's more annoying when you just wake up through middle age. Um, uh, and I did sleep a bit in the car. I was feeling a bit out of it, but um, yeah, Sheffield was. Uh, it's, 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 again, it's one I've done for a few years, and uh, I'm in the City Hall. There's a massive venue there, which, again, maybe one day I will play, but not for the moment. Uh, but this is a nice 400-plus-seater little annex room. Um, that's always Sheffield always has always had, a, for some reason, a good groundling of support there for me, so I've always done quite well with it. It seemed to be more people than usual last night, and uh, they were up for some fun. And I kind of realised before the show, you know, Sheffield is, of course, where the full Monty uh, is from, and uh, so, you know, I thought I would talk a little bit about my wardrobe malfunction, and what excitement they may have with me uh, potentially doing a, a partial bounty for them. Let's see if we can hear some of that. But first, let's have a little listen to what was happening backstage before the show. This is, I always start the recording a bit early, so you can just have a little listen to <laughs> just the few seconds beforehand where there's some confusion because we'd set up late and I hadn't actually told the Sandman how the show began, as you'll find out. Oh, and listen out for the annoying noise that the door makes backstage. That It did this for the last two times I've been there and they obviously, I don't know what's going on. That's a little door that goes through to the venue. I don't, I don't understand why it's like that, but, you know, you can't have everything explained. That's the point. How are we doing? We're there. Cool. Pretty well you are. Oh, good. A half month or just a partial month? Might we'll see. See what comes out. So he needs to put on the yeah, music and give me a nod to the lights out. Is there some music coming out? He's got to be playing the music, yeah. Does he know? I'm not sure. You got an intro track to yeah, I can just I can just introduce myself that way. Ladies and, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the stage, Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Hello, Sheffield! How are you doing? I can see you all. This is terrifying. Ah, oh, there we go. Thank God for that. <laughs> uh, so I need um, you to keep an eye on... Uh, the last time I wore this, this is my wedding suit. Um, it's four years old. It's a little, I'm a little bit big for it. I've gone up and down. The zip, it doesn't really work properly. So can you just keep your eye... Because the last thing I did, it came right down and revealed my red pants. And I don't want to, you to know what colour my pants are. Although I know you like... That's what you like in Sheffield, isn't it? Like the blokes. It's just their cocks you want to see. They do all the rest of it. So you might get that. It might be a partial Monty. I'm going to take this little cough three out. Sorry. 
Very infor- it's a very informal beginning uh, to the show. So uh, it's lovely to be back. Thank you very much for having me. I'll- so as you can see, uh, quite a, an informal, as I say, start to the show. I like a lot of slight errors. Um, the guy had the microphone on, he wasn't sure he had it on. So I sort of started introducing myself, you heard there. Um, and I had a cost suite in that I'd forgotten about. So it was very much the first show for Taurus. You realise all the things you've forgotten about. Um, I did return to the uh, wardrobe malfunction at the end of that this half and ad-libbed a little bit as well. So let's listen to that. Anyway, I've got... Uh, <laughs> we're going to have a, a quick uh, interval now where you can go and have some drinks and think about... I'll have, have a discussion with your partner about the <laughs> sex robots, see what they think. <laughs> Don't get into any kind of arguments. Uh, and uh, it's been really lovely to be here. Um, I think my penis has stayed in my trousers so far. That was, it was during the sex robot thing that it opened up last time, which is, implies to me there was some kind of sex robot using a magnet. They want it. They, that's the thing about the sex robots. They, maybe a sex robot from the future had come back. Maybe. That, could, that is one explanation. Anyway, I'm going to let you go. Uh, you can go home if you want, but I'll be back. I'll be back here in 20 minutes soon some more. Thank you very much. Cheers. Well, it's like 50 minutes or so, isn't it? 50, yeah. maybe 55. Okay. I'll do less in a second now. Good. And then you can hear me talking to the cannibal, Giles the cannibal, my tour manager there, as uh, we come off stage. And um, the second half of the show was also slightly notable in that uh, uh, well, there was another little error, again, from our late arrival and rapidly trying to get everything set up. You'll see what happened next. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back the amazing Richard Herring! Thank you. Thank you very much. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say amazing. I mean, that's, that's very nice. It's very nice of that guy. The guy back, the guy back there. Just, think about it, he introduces all the shows, so that is quite a compliment uh, coming from him. Oh, uh, the, this isn't plugged in. So, uh, will I find a plug? Is there a, is there a man? Because that will slightly wreck the, the point of having the... I'm going to go. I'm going to go and look. This isn't really my job, <laughs> and I might get electrocuted back here. Um, if there's a man, could you put that? Could you plug that? I can't find a plug. I'm more used to um, cigarette lights from cars. That's how I work. That's what I work with usually. So, uh, good job. I spotted that. Uh, very good job. Uh, anyway, look. It's uh, give a big round of applause to that the man. <laughs> He's just there for that. hasn't got something plugged in. He's ready. He doesn't get used very often. So that was fun, and that shows why preparation and getting to a gig early is very important. Um, yeah, so uh, it, it was... It was. The second half still needs a little bit of work, I think, but I think I was, I was happy with the way it went. Uh, but uh, things are going to adapt and change a lot with this show, I think, over the course of this tour. Um, and I'm enjoying it. More than I even I've enjoyed I've enjoyed all the shows quite recently, but I'm I'm enjoying this one more just because it's so fluid and there's a lot of back and forth and it's changing for me as well. Um, 
I didn't spend any time in the car on the way there going over the old shows and old recordings, which I should be doing um, as much for this podcast as anything else to find all the funny bits. Uh, I uh, On stage at Les Square Theatre when I was mentioning uh, the What Is Love Any Way DVD, it was on the 13th of February, I suddenly realised that I'd completely forgotten about the Ferrero Rochers for my wife on Valentine's Day. In fact, I'd been in the supermarket that day trying to find my wife a Valentine's present and uh, had been... Uh, thinking, oh, I can't get her for her shades. I get her loads of those every year without remembering that it was Valentine's Day. I don't know what's happened to me. I forgot about St. Skeletor's Day. Everything's changed for me, and I ended up not buying my wife any for her shades on Valentine's Day. It was meant to be 256. Uh, anyway, so uh, that, there was a bit more fun with the uh, stripping. I, I didn't reveal my pants. I thought they were pink today, which was you know would have been exciting if they'd come out. But I realised the people of Sheffield wouldn't want to see my penis anyway, for they're all... Uh, ex-steel workers who've lost their jobs and now have to strip for money nine to five. So when they come out of the night, they don't want to see a man taking his cock out. They want to see a man clothed. So it's different than their daily life. So I was glad that I didn't show them anything. But when I got back to my hotel room, I, we actually uh, came to Leeds, which is where today's gig is. Uh, so we drove and it was a difficult drive and all the roads were shut again. It's terrible. Uh, but we got here by midnight and I had a tweet from someone uh, saying that they had seen my pants because when I turned around, I'd revealed that there was a hole in the back of my trousers, my four-year-old trousers, um, from where I'd been putting my wallet in my back pocket. It's slightly just ripped, so they did see my pants. After all, I thought I'd gotten away with it. So that was the exciting reveal. Um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the tour will continue, and uh, this podcast will hopefully continue. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you get something out of it. I know it's just, it's a little bit dry, maybe. I don't know. Um, but you get to get a little bit of the background thoughts of uh, a comedian, which you do in the show a little bit as well. I do talk about um, whether my career has made me happy or not in the show. So um, I will leave it there for this first podcast. I hope it's uh, been acceptable to you. And, um, yeah, we'll keep doing them hopefully weekly or at least every now and again, just to tell you how things are going. Thanks so much to everyone who's come to the shows already. It's really gratifying and wonderful to know that after all this time, the hard work is starting to pay off. Um, <laughs> you know, by the time I'm 100, I'm going to be the most popular comedian in the world. And that is what I'm looking forward to. Um, do tell your friends about the shows do uh, try and come along to that Cardiff gig especially if you can if you're in the area for the DVD but go to richchain.com slash happy underscore now slash tour and you can see everywhere that I'm coming see if I'm coming near to you if I'm not coming near to you it's not anything personal either the dates didn't work out with your local theatre or your local theatre didn't want to book me there's still a possibility like a couple of gigs might get added in as I say there might be an extra London gig at the end uh, to replace the bloom through ones and um I don't know, you know, sometimes a Dublin gig does come up or an Irish gig comes up, they tend to come up quite late. Um, but I'm sorry that uh, I'm not coming to the Republic of Ireland. I'm going to Belfast, uh, if you can be bothered to make the trip there. Uh, although I think that one might be pretty much sold out as well. So uh, anyway, I will leave it there for the moment. I hope you are happy enough with the first Happy Now podcast. I feel that it was adequate and that we need to do better in the future. But if you're interested in how comedy works, maybe this is still interesting. If you're not, you are correct. It is boring.
Right, I have to go and go to uh, the City Varieties to do my gig tonight. I'll let, hopefully something brilliant will happen and that will appear in the next podcast. Bye, thanks for listening. Goodbye.